0: I am your host Alina Bernay, and today I just want to talk about um, sacrifices and excuses. There's a couple of things that over time in ministry I have noticed that by the grace of God I have been able to overcome and I want to encourage other people in the same. So people think about sacrifices as like obviously a sacrifice but they make it seem like it is the biggest deal on the planet to give up your time your money your efforts your just whatever um and people make it seem like giving yourself to something is either a waste of your time or not worth your time or not worth your money whatever the reason may be and I really, really have found over the years, especially in ministry and in leadership, that there is no compromise when it comes to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice. And from experience, I have um, sacrificed friendships. I have sacrificed personal time. I have sacrificed enjoying summers and going and Exploring the city or traveling a lot, I have sacrificed those things because ministry is priority and will always be priority. Whether your ministry is, you know, being involved in church or going out and traveling, preaching, singing ministering praying for people going out in the streets evangelizing whatever your ministry is ministry is constant and it's never ending so there is a sacrifice to ministry regardless whether you're in the church or out in the streets evangelizing and preaching the gospel now however you should be rooted in a church that is biblical you should be dwelling together in unity with the ones that are all like-minded that is what the bible preaches um and so I do agree that you must be under-recovering, under a shepherd, some sort of guidance. Because if not, you have no accountability and those things get dangerous and people get crazy with their theology without any guidance. However, there that ministry is never-ending. Ministry is constant. It will will always be. And um, I just have seen over the years that like people have r- truly forgotten the important just how important it is to sacrifice and I can say from at least a leader point of view that trust and believe do I understand that sacrificing is hard and it's not fun most days and it doesn't get recognized and it doesn't get appreciated and it doesn't get any acknowledgement and that's okay sacrifice is not meant for that sacrifice is for your growth it's for you to stay humble before the lord it's for you to remain um you know lowly it's not not lowly in uh spirit or anything like that but that you are remaining under the covering of god under his hand and that's really the the truth of the matter is that sacrifice becomes easier to do when you have the fear of god in you when you understand that the kingdom is at hand, that people need God, they need the word, they need the gospel spoken to them. And the last couple of weeks, our pastor at our church has been talking about and, and, and reiterating something that has been in a few articles and in the news lately that Islam will be taking over, well I wouldn't say will be. It is projected, according to statistics in the world, that Islam will be the leading religion in America, and that Christianity will be second, if not third, and uh, which is so disappointing to hear because all that that means. Is that the people of God are not stepping out on boldness and sacrificing their time, sacrificing social media, spending hours on social media. They're not sacrificing their weekends. They're not sacrificing their summer to go and preach the gospel, to go and evangelize to their friends, reaching out to maybe even old high school friends that you knew of and just ministering to them, being there for them. And we are losing our our influence. We are losing our our hand over the enemy in this area and in reality it should not be that way there a- and, and unfortunately and this kind of leads into the second point unfortunately the reason why we have not is not only are we not sacrificing but we're making excuses for not doing those things I have heard so much I feel like my grandmother when I say this but I've, I've heard so much hullabaloo I've <laughs> heard so much um just outrageous excuses for not for people not being involved in church and not going out and evangelizing and not doing what they're supposed to do as Christians and thinking that you know oh well I have I have a career so you know I can't just not do that I can't just not go to work I can't just not do this not do that and no one's saying quit your nine to five unless the Lord tells you don't just do it but What I'm saying is that once five o'clock hits and you're off the clock, then maybe you should speak to some of your coworkers or when you're walking out of your building and you see that homeless person on the side of the road and you don't have to be home for a while, you have nothing pressing that night take a moment and get to know someone and I'm speaking to myself too I have to I have to constantly remind myself to do those things to not just walk past or drive past things but when the Holy Spirit leads me I need to go and do it right then and every one of us should have that heart I have heard over the last couple of months oh well you know I'm um I'm a father I'm a mother I have kids you know kids are our first no that's not even true God is first. Your relationship with God and what he requires of you as a man or woman of God comes before your kids. The only way your kids are going to grow to be the mighty men of God and women of God that they're called to be is if you are the example of what true sacrifice and true diligence and determination looks like. And that's really the goal. It should be I need to make sure that me as a person, as a child of God, that I'm setting the example. And even if you don't have kids, what I have learned also in ministry is that people are always watching you. Always. There's never a time that people are not watching you, that they're not, um, you know, analyzing what you're doing. And that may sound weird or whatever, but especially for myself as a pastor, as an assistant pastor in my church, I know and I'm very much aware that there are constantly eyes on me all the time. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way at all. I mean, I could. Gosh, I could sing the wrong note and people know it's me. <laughs> they could know if I'm not having a good day because I'm walking in and I'm not as smiley as I normally am or like it's even the smallest things people notice because they see you and they they want to be like you and I mean and I mean that in the way that they see the way that you walk with God they see the way that you walk in your calling and walk in your anointing and they themselves want to be that or they are so encouraged by that that they they are eager to to get close to God so that they can do the same things or have the same heart or people especially the older generation they look and they see and they've uh, they've told me before in passing at church and, and the mothers of the church and, and the and the the fathers of the church, you know, they've said it's, it's a blessing to see young people, young adults serving God with such fire and vigor because in, in their day or their kids or people that they've seen, they have seen, you know, people mess up and slip up. And how in the world can somebody in their 20s be in church and not smoke and not drink and not have sex and not party and so those things they don't see all the time so it's actually a blessing to others when you walk in your calling whether it be encouraging someone to get to that same place or get or go higher than you or they're just encouraged because they see wow i don't see that every day glory to god that there are wonderful examples for the next generation There is always someone watching you and there's always a reason and the reason to live for the Lord wholeheartedly is so that not only you can remain in his will, not only for you to be able to walk in absolute authority and power and, and serving God and doing all of the things that he's requiring of you to do, but it's also so that people can see you and see how God has moved in your life and I've always heard, you know, the last couple of months I have been honored to sing for a couple of funerals. And I know that probably sounds super morbid, but it's actually an honor if someone asks you to sing for a funeral because that they can trust you and that they can they can know that when you're going to sing, it's not going to be anything crazy and that it's going to be something that is going to fit the moment and be respectful and Um, and beautiful in its own way and so it's actually very honoring to be asked for that but I have heard many times in these funerals and when pastors are preaching the eulogy and they all kind of say the same thing that the life that we live is our testimony the life that we live is the example and if our life and our legacy that we leave behind is lack of sacrifice and excuses then That will be your legacy. And usually legacies like those, they die when you die. And that's not something that I know I want. I want that. I want when the day that the Lord calls me home, I want to be able to, you know, leave a legacy. I want people to say, wow, she did all of these things for the Lord. And look at what has been sustained because of it. Look at the souls, look at the fruit, look at the, the heart. And, you know, I want people to say those things, but most importantly, I want to get to heaven and I want God to say, well done, good and faithful servant. And I want my name in that book of life. And I know that all that I do for Christ, all that I am, the only thing that survives after my body is gone off of this earth. The only thing that lives is what we do for Christ. The only thing that is left behind. The only thing that people can hold on to is the things that you do for Christ because those things last. Those things continue to produce fruit. It's almost like when you plant a, t- a seed in the ground or a tree. When you plant a tree is a better example. When you plant a tree, it doesn't just stop growing it continues to grow and grow and grow. And they grow for, I mean, Lord, hundreds of years. And trees are a wonderful example of this because when you plant them, they start off so small and it takes time. But when they get to their full potential, they're massive and beautiful. But then They continue to grow and they continue to evolve with the leaves and every new branch and every new vine and every new root in the ground. It is constantly growing. And the only way that we can grow, the only way that we can leave things behind is by making sure that we are walking and completely submitted to his will. And the will of God is (laughs) never easy. The will of God is and requires sacrifice and no excuses. If you desire to grow in the Lord, if you desire to be all that you can be, If you desire to have healing in your body, if you desire to be made whole from any addiction, if you desire to be made whole from any trauma in your childhood, if you desire to go out and see people saved, then it's going to require sacrifice and it's going to require no excuses. The best way that you can achieve all that God has for you is to give all that you are bible says that we're supposed to lay down our life for christ we are to be so sold out for him so sacrifice should be nothing sacrifice should be yes lord whatever you want from me whatever whatever you need of me i will do and i was reading up on i'm just pulling it up here um i was reading up on luke 14 and it was talking about the um the like different things with between the parable on the the parable of the wedding feast um and in the great banquet and one of the things that i was reading and I w- and i just looked up like did anybody really like verbally give excuses in the bible i mean we've seen people like jonah walk away you know have an excuse to walk away from his calling but even just to do things small things like did people give excuses and in Luke eight or sorry, fourteen eighteen, it says, um, but they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, oh, I, I bought a field, so I, I got to go. I got to go see it. The other one says, please have me excused. And then another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, so I got to go check those out. Please excuse me. Now I'm paraphrasing here. <laughs> and then... Verse 20 said, um, and another said, I have um, I have married a wife, so uh, can't come. And so when they are telling the servant this, the servant comes back and reports these things to the master and the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, well, then go quickly to the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in the people that are poor, crippled, blind and lame. And then the servant said, sir, what you have commanded has been done, and there still is room. And the master said to the servant, go out to the highways and the hedges and the and compel people to come in that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. And I read that and I was just like, wow. Wow especially some of the things that I know behind the scenes and some things that I've seen in ministry, especially during the pandemic because the pandemic made it made the excuses. Whoo! like people got them in their purse. They got them in their wallets. They just popping those things out like popcorn. And I read this and I said, "How silly is it that they're invited to the master's table and yet they find excuses" Like, oh, I just got married, can't come. What in the world is that? Or I just bought some land, so I got to go check it out. The the land can wait, homie. Like, you're invited to the master's table. <laughs> like, you should be going over there. And I'm reading this, and I'm like, dear God, how terrible are, are our excuses to you when you're listening to us explain, oh, I'm so, you know, I'm just not going to go to church. I'm, I just, ha- I have a headache um, pray for healing, pop an ibuprofen and move on. Like get to the house of God. Like there's healing in his house. If you really have a headache, like come on through. Or when I hear people say like, Oh, you know, I just couldn't get the kids out of bed this morning. Dear Lord, you are the parent, get your children up and get to the house of God. These things create consistency and accountability. This isn't about just going to a building. This is your relationship with God that is on the line. This is something that requires attention and sacrifice and should not be so easily excused. And I just want to encourage everyone that you have so much to do for the kingdom. And it's not to overwhelm you and it's not to make you feel like it's impossible, but it's to actually encourage you and remind you That what is going on right now in your life, everything that you do, everything that is around you, the bad, the good, the ugly, everything is temporary. And truly, nothing in this world should come between you and your relationship with God. What does a relationship with, what does a healthy relationship with God look like? Fervent prayer, sacrifice, fasting repentance. If you can get those four things, you're golden. Sacrifice means that you understand the needs of God's people. Sacrifice means that you're willing to get up out of the bed when you don't feel like it and getting your your tail to the house of God and praying for ones that need prayer, encouraging the ones that need encouragement. Sacrifice means that you're willing that when you go to the store and you're grocery shopping, that you take a moment And speak to even just one new person. And share the gospel with them. Share your testimony with them. Who cares what you look like? Who cares what people think? Do what needs to be done. For the betterment. Of your spiritual walk. But for the advancement of the kingdom. If you can get the sacrifice down. If you can truly understand the meaning of it. And the importance of it. There will be such joy and peace in your mind and in your heart because you're going to know without a shadow of a doubt what you have done, what you have contributed to advancing the kingdom. And that to me is such a joy and a privilege to think about when I get to say, even in my prayer time with the Lord, God, I am so grateful for all the things you've allowed me to do. That you've called me to do. That I have completed in your name. If it wasn't for you, I would not have done any of those things. But because of you, I have learned. You have molded me and refined me. And that should be your prayer today, whenever you're listening. Begin to put in your prayer time with the Lord. Lord, teach me how to sacrifice. Teach me how to give. Teach me how to walk with no excuses. Teach me how to serve you. Teach me how to serve God, your people. And he will do it. First, it's all in his word. It's right there. But in that prayer time, he will begin to speak to you and reveal to you all that you can and will accomplish if you would just sacrifice. If you would just give your time and he will use you mightily. And I truly believe it. I've seen God do it. He's done it for me and he'll do it for you as everybody and all the old saints used to say. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. And I know that he will. And I'm so excited to one day be able to witness what God is going to do in your life, wherever you are in the world. Because I know that when God does it for you, You're going to speak that testimony and all shall hear the glory of God. And I'm so excited for that. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this blessed you in any way. I truly, truly love every one of you. All the listeners shout out to the ones that are listening in Belgium and Germany and San Jose, Costa Rica and, um, all over America. So many different, so many different countries and just so very grateful. We had a couple, uh, listeners from, um, uh, Pakistan and just different, uh, european countries so i am very very grateful please know that my heart is full of gratitude for all the listeners and i truly thank you for being on this journey with me if you are not following me on instagram tiktok um please make sure that you do that that's the best way that you will find out you can follow my personal instagram which is alina marnay and then you can also Follow the Victory Over Podcast Instagram. That's where you find out every new episode that comes out. And then you can also make sure to follow my personal page on TikTok, uh, also at Alina Marnay. Currently sitting at 47,000 followers, so super grateful for that. Glory to God. Trying to do my best to use it for God's glory. So please make sure that you give that a follow as well to find out about any new things. And also just a little sneak peeks into my personal life. Thank you so much all for listening. God bless you, and I'll catch you on the next one. Bye.